0: Are you looking for a podcast your whole family can enjoy together? Uh Check out Culture Kids Podcast. Our adventures will ignite your curiosity for culture, traditions, languages, geography, and even pop culture with interviews from guests all over the world. Through each episode, we aim to help children become empathetic, creative leaders in their communities and help them see the beauty in our differences. And that's Culture Kids Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Over seven million different animals inhabit our planet. Specifically, catball langer is, has a golden head, and sometimes they're confused for the white-headed langer, which is across the sea and mainland Vietnam. What can they teach us? And it was my first project. I fell in
1: love with behavior. I fell in love with research. I fell in love with zoos. I fell in love with conservation. And so it's
0: many species are in crisis and need your help.
1: Kappa region. These Langers were under threats of hunting and habitat loss, development, and then poorly regulated tourism. Mm -hmm.
0: Join the movement at allcreaturespod.com. Welcome to the All Creatures Podcast. I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Angie.
0: Today, Angie, we're talking about our first primate.
1: I know. I think you can see my smile through uh, the house right now. We're we're talking about you today.
0: Angie's the. Mm -hmm. No? We're talking about Langers today. Which almost kind of looks like Angie. I'm looking at a picture. I
1: think so. They, we we both have kind of wild Einstein hair. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it, it fits. It fits.
0: We need to put a picture of Angie with some of this hair uh, on the website. We are talking about lingers. We're going to specifically talk about the cat
1: ball linger. Mm-hmm. And Chris, I must admit, when I was going through all the different photos of these beautiful creatures, I actually did have a little bit of pull or gravitation towards some of the the infants, they did right. actually remind me of my son.
0: Right. In yeah. some ways. Yeah, I know, I know. I, just, I mean, primates yeah. your their instincts, maternal instincts probably were kicking yeah, you out. Yeah,
1: they were really yeah, that, yeah, that oxytocin really was uh
0: <laughs> You're like uh, more babies. More babies. <laughs> you know, I think you're a little busy with uh, your fifteen month old. Yeah, no more babies. Yeah, sixteen month old yes. now. <laughs> yeah. So the the cat bottlinger. We're really focused on because I was contacted by yes, one of the conservation experts. Uh, yes, all
1: of our listeners out there, please do the same. Yeah. Uh, it was very exciting to hear from Vietnam.
0: Right, Vietnam. And he is head of the conservation project at, on the is- Ba Island. And so we'll be doing our, one of our first interviews with a researcher out in the field. And, and that will be playing later this week. And then you want to stay tuned in the episode because we're going to talk a little bit about the babies. You're talking about the babies and gravitating towards them, but they have this flamboyant orange coat. Yes, they're gorgeous. Yeah. And so why? Why why would this animal that wants to hide from predators have this orange coat? So
1: When the parents have a black coat with yeah, a lighter head. Lighter head, right,
0: right. So the catmaw is one of the most endangered primates in the world. So I think that's kind of why we wanted to talk about it today. And... There's only about 60 of them left in the wild, so their, their population's plummeted. It's a little, right now, somewhat stable, but still faced with a, a lot of issues because they're isolated on this island on Vietnam. And there's a lot of human pressure and some poaching and stuff going on that we're going to cover today. The cat ba, kind of what just we like to describe the animal in the beginning, and this one is just really cool. In Langer's, we're going to kind of talk, again, the difference between New World and Old World primates, or specifically monkeys. But the Langer is an old world monkey and they are, the the specifically cat ball Langer is, has a golden head. And sometimes they're confused for the white headed Langer, which is across the sea and mainland Vietnam. So they're not the same. They're, they're two different species. And they have also been called the golden headed. Right. Yeah. Cause their, their coat, so their coat, their, their top of their head is kind of like in a triangle with their hair. Which just is really like me. Cool. Yeah. Which is just looking like Angie today. <laughs> <laughs> and they're a slimmer monkey with these really long tails. They that golden coat, you know, stretches, or that golden top of their head stretches all the way down to their shoulders, almost like a
1: shoulder, a like yeah. a shoulder pads. Yeah,
0: like shoulder pads. It's really cool. It's a really cool looking uh, primate. And that peak, that 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 widow's peak or whatever you call it, is just really cool. So, you know, and I, and I think they're a good species to talk about langurs, right?
1: Yes, Chris, I'm really excited today to be talking about langurs or even monkeys in general. Mm. You might ask, be asking, well, why should I care about primates? Uh, living here in North America, where Chris and I are from, although Chris will be moving to New Zealand soon, yeah. and there aren't any primate primates, species just there. <laughs> so for, for those of us that don't live around them or near them, I mean, why should we care about them that either live, in, you know, in the old world over in Asia and Africa or in the new world in South America? And I think the key number one reason is diversity. Right. Mm-hmm. And we've touched on that in other parts of the podcast. Right. You take out one piece of the puzzle in the ecosystem, and honestly, we don't know what'll happen.
0: Right. I mean, it's a trickle, like we keep saying, trickle up, trickle down. Mm-hmm. But-
1: and I think what, what researchers can guesstimate will happen is not good for a lot of the plant and tree species mm-hmm. because primates in general, including the cat bottlinger, mm-hmm. are, uh, they will eat fruits. And so there's, there's seed dispersal. Right. Right. And that's helps propagate other plant species.
0: Yeah. It's just like, you know, when I talked about elephants, you know, from one of our first episodes, elephants eating acacia trees and then walking 60 miles or, or like a hundred kilometers and pooping. And oh yeah. And the seeds get dropped and that's a new acacia tree. Right?
1: Absolutely. And this, huh. their ecological role is essential for the functioning of many key parts of the ecosystem, mm-hmm. parts that humans rely on for many industries and both inside and outside of forest areas.
0: Right. Right.
1: And then I think with monkeys, um, the third reason, or Langers, we should care about them is the fact that, like I already related to, a uh, baby Langer almost reminds me of my 16 month old Zachary, is that they give us a better understanding of ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, we, we all know that chimpanzees share 98.5% of our DNA. Mm-hmm. And our closest uh, living relative, and Chris will go over a little bit of their evolution and their family tree, is Langers aren't that far off.
0: No, no, not at all. Not at all.
1: And so I think it's just helps us kind of unlock our own evolutionary past. Right. And it makes us, I don't know, I don't want to say better people, but I, I feel like the, that le- leads into the fourth reason why primates, and probably the one I'm most passionate about is why we should care about them, is they're actually part of our heritage. Right. And I don't want to say it's our duty since we are that much more evolved. They're intellectual beings. But I mean, just think about monkeys, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't love monkeys? I know know. my, from reading my son, you know, and singing. uh, Yeah. Curious George, you know, monkeys jumping on the bed. One falls off and (laughs) (laughs) bumps her head. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Doctor said no more monkeys so, and yeah, and and, and both in religion and in pop culture, monkeys are a symbol of playfulness Mm -hmm. and mischief and fun. And so, I mean, for instance, my mom and her sisters, all my aunties, they, for the last 15 or 20 years, have been getting each other goofy monkey gifts. Yeah, Yeah. And it just makes them laugh because they're very playful and they have fun relationships amongst each other. And so even though a lot of people haven't either seen them in the wild or maybe not even seen them in, in a local zoological institution, we just love these
0: guys. Yeah, we love them. And it, I think it reminds us a lot of our relatives, too. Mm, and so... You know, when I see my, uh, my brother <laughs> and my sister, <laughs> exactly. and I, you know, they're all monkey. You they're know? all... Or, or my <laughs> gosh, my, oh, cousins, my gosh. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, like I said, my toddler right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then also, Chris, even maybe a little bit more, if you'll bear with me, a little bit more anthropomorphic, mm-hmm. the cat langer specifically in Vietnam is like we said, critically endangered right. needs our help. And we'll be discussing that a little bit today, but with Vietnam in general, two of the 25 most critically endangered primate species reside in Vietnam. Right. Right. So we right. have the, um, the cat ball mm-hmm. and then also the Tonkin snub nose monkey mm-hmm. top 25. Okay. Right. Just right. in Vietnam alone. Right. No. And then two other species are like also just right on a list in Vietnam. And so some might pose a question. Well, you know why Vietnam right. And, right, and and why right and why should we care or whatever and I I just want to potentially discuss or um, you know get people thinking that you know, with Vietnam and they um, have experienced a lot of trials and tribulations yeah and a lot of and, warfare mm, in the that, past hundred years yeah. and you know and we as the United States we were part of that yeah, yeah. and so researchers and scientists speculate that perhaps a lot of this primate species decline is due to deforestation.
0: Vietnam was just practically destroyed. Sure, you know, and think about all the wildlife that we never right. even thought about. You the know, pollutants, the, the, yeah, the, yeah, I mean, the human the agent, orange, and
1: all, I mean, all yeah,
0: that stuff. Even for the wildlife,
1: mm-hmm. how bad it was. So yeah, and so I guess you know, for me, just really. Sitting up late these last couple of nights, like I said, my my poor husband. I know. am yeah. <laughs> just sitting here reading all these it is so cool. opinion pieces. <laughs> it is it's well, no, it's it's opening up my mind, and I and and trying to think from other people's perspectives right. too. You know, because a lot of these uh, species issues are very complex and dynamic, and so, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we can't necessarily give back to all the people, or we can't go back and undo what has occurred right. um, as far as warfare and, you know, it's just six- learn
0: from our mistakes and, you know, move forward. Sure.
1: So anyways, I, I think that hopefully after this episode, you guys will definitely care about monkeys and specifically even more langers and the yeah, cat bot. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, let's talk about our, our long-lost relatives, and I'm not talking about my cousins that, that look like Langers.
1: You're talking about that one uncle. Yeah, oh God. There's always that one uncle, no,
0: right? I have, yeah, my uncles are pretty good. Yeah, I, I can make fun of my uncles. Uh, more, I think, of my brother. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he loves me. So, yeah, primates, looking at them, so we're all primates, even you know, Homo sapiens. We go back, our relatives, a long time ago, and then if you break down the Langers, they go down to the Old World monkeys. So then, if you go and look at Old World monkeys, you're looking at Africa and Asia primarily, and you know the the Micronesia parts of a lot of uh, primates down there in the tropics or right. sub-tropics. Right. Right. Tons of them. Then you go to the New World, and that's really Central and South America. Mm-hmm. And the major difference you can tell between the two is New World monkeys have a prehensile tail that they use to hang from, helps them balance. I mean, even the Old World monkey's tail helps them balance, but that they, you know, climbing trees, they use it to hold. So it's like an extra hand. Almost. Appendage. Right, mm-hmm. appendage. Whereas in Old World Monkeys, the, the tail just generally hangs, or they do use it to help balance themselves. So the Old World Monkeys you're looking at is like the baboons, the mandrills, the colobus monkeys, guineans, macaques. Now, the mangabees have a special love for these guys because my wife, you know, Ash, I know we said Max, the clouded leopard, her other favorite love. So I know I'm like 10 on her list. <laughs> I I'm, think you're more
1: like 12 or 13. Yeah, the longer we do this podcast. Like definitely gonna... the
0: honeybees up above me now. But uh there was the black manga bees at the zoo that she just loved working with. The one specifically, Micah, was like her boyfriend. Her,
1: a charmer. I bet he was just oh, a charmer. Oh, yeah. Like
0: he loved her. Like any time. I mean, so you know, sweet. they knew who the, the keepers were. And she just loved Micah. So Micah and Max were everything with M. She left, And then, then we have the Langers. So those are all the old world monkeys. Now, Langers are also called leaf monkeys, and that's based on their diet, which we'll get to, or tongues. So yeah, that's, that's a, a new word. Yeah, yeah. And so they're all from the uh, the genus Trachypithecus. Nice, yeah, Chris. I'm practicing. Good. I'm practicing. <laughs> Big words. Again, located, so Langers specifically are located in Southeast Asia, Northeast India, Southern China, and Sri Lanka. So that part of the world is usually where they're at, and these monkeys specifically are, are more tropical. So they don't like it where it's cold. They they want rainforest where it's more warm, for that. And they're strictly herbivores. So whereas some monkeys, and I know we'll we'll cover many primates over the next few years, but you know they don't eat meat. Right. You know, the strictly plants. And
1: in fact, they're, even if you want to get more technical, mm-hmm. for all my nutrition dorks out there like yeah. myself, they're considered folivores.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. so a fun that's word, crazy. which <laughs> basically
1: just means they eat foliage or yeah, leaves, but they will they will eat some fruit, too. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, they'll love the fruit. Now, of the Langers, there's about 17 species, a whole bunch of mm-hmm. um, them. Beautiful. You know, yeah, and just a couple of them. I was the,
1: mesmerized just, I mean, go her. to Google image, Langers, and yeah. just... These beautiful pictures yeah, come up.
0: They're, yeah, they're Very some, charismatic. They are, they are. They're 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 hilarious. The uh, the purple faced langer from Sri Lanka. See the Java That's what I'm langer talking about. from Java. Indo Chinese lutung from Thailand and Vietnam. Dusky Leaf Monkey, the G's golden langer, and then I know one you worked with and one I got to, to mess around a little bit with too. You know, or, or my wife got to to help raise an, an orphaned one was the Francoise Langer. Mm-hmm. From China and Vietnam, yes,
1: also very endangered. Right,
0: right. Another one that's in trouble now. Primates. So that that's kind of set the stage for Langer's. Quickly, I mean, we could sit here and do an hour podcast just on primate evolution. So let's do the two so, minutes or less. Right. And
1: someday, Chris, I will allow you that pleasure. No, no, no. no, no. As a side podcast that five people will listen to.
0: No, I sorry. find it fascinating, but I no, no, am a physiologist, and is. you know, looking at this. But if you kind of break down primates, there's us at the top. Right, homo sapiens, humans. Then you have the great apes, so there's the chimpanzees, which is more like my brother, then the gorilla, and then the, uh, the orangutan. So then you have the lesser apes, the gibbons. Which That's one of my personal favorites. They're awesome crazy calls. Can you do a given
1: call? Beautiful calls. And I can do a given call. Challenging
0: you. I know. I, no, no,
1: I can do one, but here I will save it for my husband. He does a much better one. He's a true, okay. um, that's how a lot of zookeepers talk to each other when they greet each other and they haven't seen each other in a while.
0: So <laughs> I I, when, he, when he comes home at night, what?
1: <laughs> Chris, I wish he did. All right. Um, no, but he, he's the master of that. And so okay. I will, I will save that special treat for, for when
0: we do cover given. Okay. Okay. Well, We'll have John as a special guest, and he'll do his giving and call. Then you have the monkeys, so the old world and the new world monkeys. And then fi- the final group in primates is the primisians, so lemurs, some of the uh, the other ones that are, that are kind of way out there. Going through primate evolution, again, trying to give you the, the cliff notes version. Langer split about three million years ago.
1: Oh, wow. You know, That's so, much longer than I would yeah, have they've expected. they've been around for, for yeah. quite a
0: while. If we go way back, way back to primates, we all looked like tree shrews. Oh, that's, Aww, kind of that's so adorable. Yeah, I know. It's so a long time ago, 60 million years ago. Small? Yeah, very small. You know, looking at mam- mammalian evolution, they think goes back to the Triassic period. So, almost 160 million years, long time that we kind of evolved or lived near dinosaurs. And then once they all went extinct, that's when mam- mammals took off. But for primates, you know, they, they kind of go back 60 million years ago, These these tree shrews. And then during the Eocene, 54 to 35 million years ago is really where we see primates take off. Again, the first primates really looked like like lemurs. Not langurs, but lemurs, which are from Madagascar.
1: Right, everybody can recognize them, the striped tail.
0: Right, yeah. The, the big eyes. The yeah, so they they go way back. They're the first primates, and they're popular in, in movies, like the movie Madagascar. Sure. I think the movie Dinosaur, anything like a dinosaur mammals, they show lemurs for some reason, but yeah, so they were some of the first primates, even though they weren't around during dinosaurs, but... And then primates b- bounced around, North America, Europe, Asia, that's kind of where they, they, they went all around. Over there.
1: the land bridges and whatnot. Right,
0: yeah, so that's how they moved back and forth, and then eventually getting down to when the old, wor- old world monkeys and the new world monkeys diverged about 35 million years ago. Okay. And again, mitochondrial DNA, we're doing a lot of this, that we can trace the lineages of Primates, we diverged humans about twenty-three to twenty-eight million years ago. Still, a lot of debate in science. They're finding new fossils.
1: Sure, it seems like every month or so, there's a oh, yeah. cool new discovery. That like helps. my favorite,
0: like we talk about it, the New York History Museum. They have Lucy, mm-hmm. which is one of the most famous ones. I
1: know. I still need to see her. It's oh, on my yeah. it's on my bucket They're list. Like
0: Lucy, you know, she she was like a monkey slash human. So really, really cool uh, from that. So that's when when people diverged. And then again, Langer's diverged about three million years ago. Now, looking specifically at Catbaugh, they think it crossed the land bridge over to the island, and then that water receded at the end of the ice age about twelve thousand years ago. And it's still then a long isolated. time. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've been there for a long time. Now, Catbaugh Island is again off the uh, the northern coast of Vietnam yeah, in the, the, the Gulf Eastern. of Tonkin. Yeah, northeastern in the Gulf of Tonkin. It's a pretty big island too. It's it's 260 square kilometers, or about 100 square miles.
1: Sure, and lots of little uh, little islands around there, and it also includes the Ha Long heritage right. site, which yeah. is really
0: talk a little bit about
1: popular yeah, it's
0: and to be just beautiful, beautiful yeah. part of Earth. Yeah, I really since I'm moving kind of that part of the Earth, I'm getting closer to Vietnam. <laughs> to sure, visit.
1: Yeah. yeah, you'll get to you'll definitely have more opportunities, yeah. cheaper
0: tickets, right? Mm-hmm. And then so just looking at you know these animals on Cat Ba Island, and and then just general that part of the world. You know, what's kind of some of the history with them and humans?
1: Well, and I think that there is a lot of history with humans um, in the past, and of course in the present, and in general with all, all these species of monkeys. I mean, once again, we we do we see them in literature, in art, in religion, and in, and uh, in folklore. People, in some cultures worship them. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Chinese, they're in the zodiac calendar. Right. And for many people, they're a food source. And then even more recently, and then even outer space, Chris, think about that. That's right. I mean, these guys have really, our history with them is just very intertwined, close-knit from, you know, a long time ago, of course, from cave paintings to to now in pop culture. Yeah,
0: I know the uh, the first American in space was... I mean, Alan Shepard, but the one that actually went before him was a chimpanzee. Exactly. They launched him. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that,
1: space. yeah, I think that I don't have an, I mean, that could be a whole podcast of why monkeys are awesome or yeah. primate species in general and what they've done for us. And so, you know, um, it's good to focus on what we can do for them. Right. But more specifically with, with cat ball angers. There has been um, a big movement recently to help save these guys because they were. Yeah, again,
0: another government to applaud Vietnam. Oh,
1: absolutely, Chris, and, and all the international collaborations. There's a big, uh, uh, big uh, zoo in Germany that helps support a lot of this research. So they, you know, realized that these numbers had plummeted in, since the 1960s, mm-hmm. and most likely due to poaching for either body parts for the black. Uh, black
0: market, yeah, our, mm-hmm. our favorite medicinal me- medicine, which oh my god, I just which, need to ship over. I know, of I know.
1: So there was that, and then there's also was poaching for meat. But yeah, no, the government took a hard, fine line stand, and then um, I think back in uh, 2000, early, early circa 2000, and then since then, yeah. with projects like the Catbot Conservation Project, which we'll be touching on today, have really you know helped the numbers go from 50 to at least now we're in the 60s and they're a lot more protected and it's not perfect and we'll, we'll talk about that later. Of course, there's still some threats. Still,
0: yeah, still some pressures mm-hmm. and issues.
1: But langurs, yeah. I mean, so langurs, depending on what region they're from, they can go from being poached or hunted to actually even being worshipped. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hunaman langurs, I'm probably saying that wrong, are sacred and worshipped in India. Mm. So they are actually named from the Hindu god For monkey, right,
0: right. and (laughs)
1: if you can Google or maybe Chris will put on the show notes a picture of this beautiful Langer. It's gray with a little bit of white, but it has black, prominent black hands and face. And so the story goes is that they believe that Hunaman monkey god, is said to have burned his hands and face while rescuing a woman from a fire. Oh, that's awesome. And so, therefore, they're sacred and they believe that that's why their hands and face are black. And mm-hmm. so, depending on the culture, there's definitely a rich history with with humans and langurs.
0: Right. And, I, you know, you see a lot of videos from that part of the world. And maybe it's India, but, you know, probably parts of Thailand and maybe Malaysia, but You know, humans living side by side with a lot of these monkeys. Mm
1: -hmm. And and there's pros to that and there's cons to that. And some of the cons to that is sometimes they can be seen as pests or there's, of course, monkey of Langer human conflict Mm -hmm. in agricultural regions and whatnot. But, uh, you know, a more recent kind of interesting story is in New Delhi, uh, the municipal corporation actually hired 40 young men who can mimic the call of Langers. Oh,
0: wow. Isn't that? Yeah, that's really cool. They did
1: this because Langers are natural enemies of smaller uh, macaques.
0: Monkeys.
1: And so they're almost, they're like scaring them away. And historically, there's been some of these langurs kept as pets to do Mm -hmm, this. mm -hmm. Um, but they, um, once again, the government in New Delhi wants to move away from that. And so that's where they're hiring and, and of course, increase their employment rate. Right, right. So they hire. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that once again, there's just this very rich history of people and monkeys, you know, working together and then, and then some conflict, but also trying to always look for resolution. Right.
0: Right and yeah, the
1: Cappa langer is a good example of people coming together to work on a resolution. And saying,
0: hey, we're gonna we're gonna fight to save this species mm-hmm. and, and learn what we can with it, right? Because a lot of you know, there's, this is what is so amazing about doing this podcast is what I'm learning is about all the work that's going on around the world that I really want to. Hopefully, we can shine a light on and say, look what look what this little corner of the world's doing for this species. Yeah. And you know, we we, we talked about. You know, maybe not the honey badger, but we're talking about the Amir leopards or we're talking about Brzewalski horses came back, California condors came back. Now we're talking about cat ball langers. You know, what people all around the world fighting for these creatures. And it's just amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, it
1: makes me excited to get up in the morning and, and very hopeful too. Right. And you know, looking at my two young boys being like, Okay, like there's
0: There's a lot there's of there's a lot of
1: you know, fighting. and if and if animals aren't your thing, there's a lot of people you can help yeah. or insects. I mean, so there there's a lot of, of good to be done in this world and yeah. a lot of people trailblazing the path
0: for us. Yeah, I'm sure they're learning a ton about this cat ball and how to how to do that. Now just to kind of jump into their life cycle, they in the wild, males don't live quite as long as the females, they only live to be about eighteen. So and the females live to be thirty, and I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> they, they, we fight more.
1: Maybe you guys Heart might be like, yeah.
0: Suffer stress. Yeah. I don't know why do guys not live as long as women? Now in captivity, again, like a lot of these species, they they live longer. Uh, can live into their thirties. Now these aren't as big. So body size, just about the body without the tail, is about twenty inches or fifty centimeters long. So or tall. Not very big. Two yeah, almost feet, two feet, you know, less yeah. Than two feet.
1: But their tail. But their
0: tails are huge. Their tails are almost three feet long or 85 centimeters. Yeah. So they cool. have these really long tails. Again, not prehensile. No. But does serve a purpose of helping balance and things like when they're walking around. Now, they can weigh up to 30 pounds or 13 kilograms. So, again, smaller, smaller monkey, monkeys, but have excellent eyesight and hearing. Which, you know, we do. I mean, as humans, we have very good eyesight. They have really good eyesight. Maybe not as good as the reindeer, because we can't see ultraviolet. <laughs> but, again, some, some predator avoidance stuff that, that they've had. Now, what was cool was finding some papers on, like, what other mammals are there. Because I was interested. I was like, okay, so we're, we're talking physiology with these animals. What do they have to fear? Now, I know in, you know, mainland Asia, there's the leopards, the clouded leopards, the general leopards, tigers. There's predators Absolutely. for those monkeys, mm-hmm. right?
1: But for the boss specifically, no, really. they're on an island, yeah, on he's and then we'll show some pictures on the on the show notes. But are these huge limestone cliffs, right?
0: They're really pretty. It's so pretty, oh, it's looking breathtaking. Yeah. yeah. So they're but they did do you know I did find a paper that talked about Catball and some other mammals on there. So there's shrews, bats, rats, squirrels, porcupines, which is cool. Yeah. Leopard cats and then the muntjac, which is one of the smallest deer in the world. Then there was one like I'm thinking predators looking at that. There's the civet. Oh yeah, that's which we got to do. I we got to do civet. It's such a weird animal. It's like a fox cat mongoose otter. Oh, there's mix.
1: They're neat. Yeah, oh, they crazy. They were at the um, zoo that I, I worked at. Yeah. And so they're always fun to to kind of go yeah, check out. Like a
0: crazy predator. Like between them and the fossa mm-hmm. from uh, Madagascar. So yeah, that, that's a really cool cool one. So not a lot of predators for them now. The, the cat bar, as Angie said, in the 60s, or as you were saying, you know 2,700, and then just this plummet over 40 years. Now, again, Vietnam, the war in Vietnam probably had something to do with that. A lot of stress.
1: Poaching, hunting. Yeah,
0: just people trying to survive. And deforestation. A really, yeah, horrible, horrible uh, decade Time. for them. Mm-hmm.
1: Pollution, perhaps. Right.
0: So that, they drastically went down to 50, and then the Vietnamese government said about in 2001, hey, we're going to save this. Species. Yeah. They, they started to grow. They did have a poaching incident that they lost some animals. But right now, they're around 60, 60 animals. And, you know, once we do our interview, we'll kind of get an updated count on that. They did say that this year, in 2017, and this this episode is going to air early 2018. But at the end of 2017, they had eight babies this year. Mm-hmm. One died, which unfortunately happens in the wild. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty good. Seven, that's mm-hmm. good. That's good yes. news. Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Well, and so, Chris, historically in uh, in the Kappa region, these Langers were under threats of hunting and habitat right. loss, development, and then a poorly regulated tourism. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, because the are these islands – and there's this fragmented populations right. in different parts of the island that cannot get to each other easily. And but once the Vietnam government and then a co- of course our international collaborators with the with the Kat conservation project stepped in, a lot of those pressures were alleviated through right. regu- through strict regulations and then also even having rangers right. protect, yeah. protect locals. M- right. Oh yeah, yes. locals yep. 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 They're employing locals, and so there have been definitely improvements, but these guys are still under current threats and which is why when the initiation of the Kappa project started and also the Vietnamese government that their population hasn't really in- increased that much. It went, it's, was at 50 and now right. it's at 60, 60 or a little yeah. bit more, but biggest problems these guys face now, which is what we want to definitely focus in on today is reproductive isolation. Right. Like I had mentioned, like, so do we, you know, these research specialists are debating: should they catch up some of the isolated female populations yeah, and them, yeah. and you know put them somewhere else? And then there's, of course, inbreeding issues. Well, and, um, that, and
0: then just also, you know, you're looking at social, like of when course. we get to behavior. Yeah, especially beha- primates mm-hmm. they have such advanced social dynamics.
1: Right. If they don't develop and learn things early on, that can affect them throughout their whole right. life. Right. Uh, and so, and then once again, you know, this. Tourism is getting even bigger every year, and so, and then of course a little bit of hunting, but the traditional medicine for hunting, I mean, because of the have the rangers, is not as big of a problem, and so. I love looking at wildlife. Yeah, it's Um outdoors. Uh, you know, you whether know, it's um, an owl at nighttime or a deer or anything locally. Or I love from, our
0: woodpeckers around here. Like, oh my like, yeah, god, the piliated ones! Oh, are I run outside with oh, my amazing. sons. Amazing. I'm amazing. like, look, look, look,
1: look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and we all, you know, we all love that. But and and then of course there's people that travel to different parts of the world to mm-hmm. see specific wildlife. I'm one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, taking a break here while I raise my kids uh, financially until I can yeah. afford to do that <laughs> again. Job, yeah. But people love doing it. And I'm, I'm definitely one of the biggest fans, but something we need to consider in, in this day and age and something that's influencing issues with the Kappa Langer is this concept of ecotourism, which we've touched mm-hmm. on. And so ecotourism where it's for the, Ecological well-being right. of the animals versus ecotourism where it's for the economic.
0: I know, and it's... And, such and a- we
1: need the economics, right? We yeah. need the economics to help drive a lot of this, but I and think... And investing the locals and mm-hmm. the
0: species. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: But, and, and, and that's a complex issue that people are working on. You want to vote with your dollar and make sure whatever ecotourism company you're using is very well-renowned, respectful of the animals. And then I think Chris and you, I'm sure you and I have giggled to ourselves yeah. about some of these selfie episodes. Right. Yep. Some of this is on the person. I know. So yeah. I charge all the listeners, including myself, yeah. is you know when you see an, an, an animal in the wild, don't go taking a selfie with yeah. it. Don't. Um. You don't need to necessarily they can
0: way way in the back, and then you can. Put yeah. Yeah. Put a little arrow, say,
1: hey, yeah, a little arrow or whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, I guess you know encourage everyone to be a responsible tourist or right. fans, a responsible observer and not and exploit that, exactly. Right. And that doesn't mean you can't enjoy it or take. A picture of it you just want to be you want to be careful of it and I know I think inst- I just read an article today that Instagram I think is banning animal selfies enemy, so, yeah
0: because they, it's crazy it, like you're in they, the states yeah. People at Yellowstone jumping out of their cars to take a selfie with a bear that's right. like 15 feet away. Right. I'm like, and, are you – or really bison. Mm-hmm. But there have been instances of people taking pictures with bears. Uh, it's so, just not smart.
1: So, yeah, we just need to – for the for the ecotourism part, we – you know, obviously we want good tour companies. We want them help make money in these local yeah. communities. But it needs to be done in a respectful manner, especially by yeah. those people that have enough money to go overseas and do these kind of extravagant adventures right. to really just make sure they're – being um, respect. with, yeah, respectful, yeah, respectful of the animals yeah.
0: and the resources. Yeah, I mean specifically the cat-baw, too, because I mean, that's one of the the things that the researcher that I'm emailing with back and forth was talking about is he's you know a lot of exploitation going on in this region of the world.
1: Sure, uh, but like I said, I'm not saying don't take pictures of wildlife. No, I mean, they, I have them yeah. hanging in my wall. And uh, in fact, one picture that really struck me as I was uh, doing a lot of research on the cat Katba Langer project is there's a picture and it has about mm, 10 gorgeous cat Mm bars from adults to juveniles. Uh, I think there's one infant in there whose hair coat is just starting to to change from the flamboyant orange to the to the black and with a cream head. And the caption of this photo with, once again, about 10 langers, a family unit, it says... Currently, this is 176 of the entire population. I know, I know. And Chris, I, I have goosebumps yeah. now, but I was almost in tears. Yeah. And my, my husband's like, honey, what's wrong? Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, come look at this. Yeah. Like, I don't know why for me, and I, and I obviously love art and I have right. a, a teeny tiny artistic brain or whatever. But seeing that photograph and then reading the caption. That's
0: like most of the species right there. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was
1: so moving. And yeah. so it just really made me... You know, very ecstatic about what this group, the Cat Bot Conservation Project, is doing. And what you're doing, what and you're then doing, maybe, let, let me yeah. give you
0: kudos for for you. You know, you started the ball rolling years ago. I was even thinking about today, like you know the the podcast the direction we're going, and you know marketing and all this stuff. And I really think about it, like you if you didn't come to UF. I probably wouldn't be doing this. You wouldn't be doing this. Well, and to
1: back up the bus yeah. a little bit yeah. to go to give primates a shout out, I probably wouldn't be doing any of this. None of this would have happened if it wasn't for primates, in fact. My first um, experience mm-hmm. observing animal behavior and being in a zoological setting was at Zoo Atlanta, Right. and right. I was a, a an intern right. uh, tasked with observing behavior in golden lion tamarins, right. yeah. which is a new, a very, very endangered mm-hmm. um, new world monkey from Brazil. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't really spent much time in a zoo. Of course, I studied zoology, but I hadn't actually done anything mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. quote unquote field. And it was my first project where I fell in love with behavior. I fell in love with research. I fell in love with zoos. I fell in love with conservation. And so it's, it's almost, we're doing a lot of research about langurs today it was almost full circle for me. Right. I right. still stand by the fact that I'm a hoof, horn, and antler yeah, girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, yeah, if it wasn't for um, primate species and Not just experience. being so yeah. moved by them and then once again looking at these, you know, 12, 10 to 12 langurs and knowing that holy, holy macaroni, yeah, like you know, we've, this 20% of, of the population. Yeah. We, we, we've got to do something here, guys.
0: Yeah. 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 They, they are, they are in trouble. Um, the, some of the, the other, pressures that, you know, we have to think about is their habitat can only hunt, hold one to 300 total. That's mm-hmm. what they're estimating. That right. Had, in their protected had, area. Yeah. In their protected area in cat boss. So it's not like if we get this huge population, you know, probably could maybe take them to the mainland or something with them. And then in captivity, there's only five. Right. And it's the Leipzig Zoo, is the German zoo that's helping them. Mm-hmm. There's only five. There's there's three males and two females in captivity. Right. Chris, that's it. Right. There is Chris, no emergency population.
1: No, Chris and I always talk about in zoos how they can act as um, genetic banks. Right. Yeah, that does not really exist. Not with these guys. Mm-mm. Not with
0: these guys. And then there was a, not a paper specifically on the cat bar, but the one that they get confused for is the white-headed Langer. But there was a paper, they're again endangered, and there's only about a thousand. And they have a genetic diversity of like zero. They they are highly inbred, Mm -hmm. no genetic diversity at all, which is really a big problem. And then again, you, with fragmentation, like the cat bother, there's three areas, there's two family groups and then a, an isolated group of females. And when they can't move around and spread genetics, you know, they get, they get this highly inbred population. A
1: bottleneck effect.
0: Yeah. One disease, boom, dead. You know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not good. It's not good for the animals, but people are, are working on that. They Again, some cool stuff, you know, you talked a little bit about the limestone. And so these animals are diurnal, active during the day, and then they go into these caves at night to rest. And they have different caves all over the place. And these limestone rocks is just what makes it such an awesome place.
1: Yeah, well, and to touch on their cave behavior is that they're really smart. They do move their caves around a lot, Mm -hmm. but they basically settle their caves in close to where they're feeding. Right. So they don't have – it's kind of like me. My bedroom is strategically (laughs) near (laughs) the kitchen for all these pregnancies (laughs) that I've had because nobody wants to walk far to get their food. Um, And so, I mean, honestly, Chris, their behavior is, of course, wonderful. And why why I started doing what I'm doing, investigating primate behavior – but they have, I just was looking up some different research studies on people who study their behavior both mm-hmm. in, in the wild and also under human care. And each ethogram, and so for listeners out there that aren't familiar with an ethogram, this is my behavior plug. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> ethogram is just a fancy word for a list of behaviors mm-hmm. that researchers will look for when they're monitoring behavior. So, Standing, sitting, eating, defecating, mm. um, breathing—whatever the behavior is—and so. But I was looking a lot, of e- trying to remember my old ethogram from many, many moons ago. So a lot of behavioral categories mm. will just include social. They're obviously very social. They're primates, right. and affiliative behavior, which is a fancy word for like friendly behavior, loving, loving, mm-hmm. like grooming will fall, often mm-hmm. fall into that. Um, primate species are known to groom each other a lot, and then of course there's aggressive behaviors or. And then there's vocalizations. In mm-hmm. some research, not in the cat bob, because once again, they're we're just starting to dive right. into the research and studying these guys. But in other Langer species, the Francois Langer, they've been recorded to do over 20 vocalizations yeah, so, and so, everything. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, just like your, your like my like my four year old and language, my yeah, right? it's, it's a their total language, right? language. They have alarm calls, bark calls, coughs, right. threats, whoops. Uh, I'm like rapping here, but right. they've got. You know, squeals and squeaks and screeches. Right. They the infants will whistle, right. We're just at the beginning of touching on what all these guys, what they're saying amongst their, um, you know, in their community. And I think that that, you know, I'm looking forward to more research, not only about specifically the cat mm-hmm. langer, but langers in general, and then other primate species.
0: Yeah, and the differences you think about, you know, all the different. Again, we talked about. I know in the river dolphin episode, we talked about. You know, it would be cool to record those those calls and then take them to India the, the ones from the Amazon and take them to yeah. So it'd be cool to take some of these primate. Yeah, I don't know. I just, maybe we're just research nerds, but take we some are. of this. <laughs> yeah, I know, but take some of these calls and then take the cat ball calls and take them and, you know, show them or play them for white. Headed langers, or take them to the langers in India.
1: No, and they've definitely done I mean, that. Yeah, yeah, they've definitely done that with like predator versus prey right. to see, you know what? Um, um, but you yeah, have to look for. There's so many cool things we could do. Yeah, you know, research and behavior. Yeah. It's so fun. I know. There's just not enough money. Darn it. I know, um, I, know, I know. But
0: give us money, and Angie. Yes, yes. And I will answer
1: every question you've ever had, Angie, and then I will come up with fifty more on my own. I know, right. I know. Uh, but yeah, and if you guys want to hear a langer call, this is an example of like a more of a, an alarm call. Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of like a screech. Almost and, like a bird. yeah. I, like a bark almost.
1: Yeah. And once again, as very, as very social mm-hmm. animals, uh, lingers also have a lot of different calls to communicate stress right. and or excitement. And right. so here is what I would, call more some of their squeaks and squeals.
0: It's just crazy how different those those are, the barks mm-hmm. versus the squeals, yeah.
1: And Chris, more specifically with cat bottlingers, there has been some research mm-hmm. on their time bub- budgets using an ethogram, and researchers have shown that about 60% of their time they either are resting or foraging or socializing. Right. And that will actually change summer to winter, probably depending on um, their food availability right. to help them conserve yeah. energy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they don't want to spend a lot of time moving around. And plus, they, you know, their areas aren't as big as they probably could be. The uh, The time budgets of, of a Langer, you know, kind of looking at what they do each day is they, they get up, wake up, probably the kids like us at 6 in the morning, <laughs> you know, jumping on. Where's them. my coffee? Yeah. It's like, so they get up in their rooms to their caves and they leave. Then they go move to a feeding ground, and then they rest a little bit, and then do some. Yeah, I don't. I don't feeding. do that. No, I don't I don't get no. to do that. We get. We FYI. go and go until bed. Uh, then after the morning feeding, then they'll go to a different feeding area. So they will move pretty long distances and rest a little bit during the day when it's really hot. Once again, right at noon, you don't get to yeah. do that. No, 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 no siestas. No, no for siestas us. for us. Then they do some afternoon
1: feeding. Now, I can get behind yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely always do afternoon I snack do. attacks.
0: And then they go to their cave to, to rest for the night. So, yeah, pretty good schedule for them. And like you said, they, they can spend, you know, up to 50% of their day eating. Depends on, on food availability.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, summer or winter. I mean, Vietnam's summer or winter. Which right, is- which isn't going to
0: vary a lot, probably. You know, it's- leaf eating. But, again, strictly vegetarian. So, fruits, roots, shoots, Seeds, some grass, some flowers. They they kind of varies their diet. Now, it's interesting about the, the cat baw and the langurs in general. They don't have cheek pouches. Like mm. some primates have cheek pouches to... Help store. Yeah. And it's, you know, you've seen some... I know you have, and I don't know if some of the listeners have, but I've seen some of the videos or, or nature documentaries on monkeys, and you see the monkey stuff his mouth and take off running to, to get somewhere. Like and, my
1: four-year-old. And, yeah, yeah,
0: and then eats it there, like throws a cookie in his mouth. So they, but they don't have those cheek pouches. They, they don't. So they, they don't get too far probably. Yeah. Uh, with the food. And this is really cool. Different physiology, you know, compa- especially compared to us. Angie, these guys are like cows. They ruminate like cows. That
1: is so cool. I know. So I who would, I mean, before the, before I started reading about Langers, yeah. if somebody was like, oh, Langers and cows are a lot alike. I mean, I would, yeah. Yeah, I would not have believed it. Yeah. They until have, I
0: started looking at some of the literature. Yeah. They have these multi-chambered stomachs like cows. That have specialized bacteria to digest all these leaves, these foliage sores or whatever you call them. I think folivores, like, yeah, yeah folivores, those things. But yeah, I was like, oh my god, I didn't realize that, that they're they, very
1: specialized. Yeah, um,
0: like we, you know, we have our one stomach, and there's we know many species have one stomach, but these guys have, have totally the sacculated stomach. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, you know, the geeks and us got really excited, and what's was hilarious. Is Obviously, you need all this bacteria to break down the, the plants and stuff, but then they can burp too. <laughs> so cows burp. <laughs> yes, right? of course. Cows of course. burp, they ruminate. Right. So plants for them are made mostly up of fiber. So they need this rumen and this bacteria to break that fiber down and produce nutrients that they could use. Mm-hmm. So that's why they have these these sacculated stomachs. Now, also, you know, with the energy and developing you know, one of the things they need, especially like I was thinking of you with being a mama is reproduction and supporting baby, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, reproduction is very costly energetically. Mm-hmm. In fact, sometimes, sometimes I wonder why, like it's why not we do energy. it it's like I mentally too. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I, sometimes on a long day of being a mom, I'm kind of like, why, why do we do this again? Oh God. Go um, to
0: bed, kids. Just yeah. go to bed.
1: But. But yeah from a physiological yeah. point of view um it is it's um reproduction is very costly right. more of course a lot more on the female with All actually you know yeah, with caring yeah. with caring the offspring then of course lactation in right, yeah. mammalian species but yeah so it's very important that they they are i mean where they've evolved they've needed to become pseudo ruminants mm-hmm. or whatever they're considered. I don't know the technical term with these sacculated stomachs to gather as much nutrients from these leaves, which are probably right. poor nutrition mm-hmm. to get as much nutrients as possible. And from the re- reproductive point of view, male cat langers are going to ad- become mature adults around four to six years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They probably aren't going to be a super successful breeding male until a little after that, because of competition and kind of interesting uh, in langer species, Males will practice infanticide, right? And what that means is it's the uh, yeah, it's horrible. I like yeah. go back to the.
0: I think we talked about it during the leopards, and mm-hmm. lions going in, mm-hmm. and, yeah. yeah. And so, and um, so the males do this, right? They're kind of like the lions, to to get the girls to come back in. and want Sure, to breed,
1: right. right. Without an, without an offspring nursing, it'll help get that estrous cycle going, right. and then the, right. and then that dominant male can breed again. Yeah. And it has, you know, it has been re- recorded and it's not often that common in a lot of primate species, but yeah, more I've so. Never heard it in primates. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah so more so in the langur. Yeah. And males will def- fiercely defend his females. And so maybe that's, uh, as far as behavior goes, maybe that's one of the reasons why males don't have such a long lifespan, a long lifespan yeah. in the wild. And, and then females on the other side will defend their resources too. Right. And so it, uh, it's just probably some of the strategies they've evolved in order to, be you know, on each side to be right. reproductively successful. Right. And now, Chris, females are going to mature around, similar to males, around four to six years of age, and they are going to give birth to a single offspring typically. Yeah, how long is their gestation like? It's about, and uh, from langer species in general, it's about six to seven months. Okay. And I think in the cat it's boss, pretty long oh yeah, it's a good mammal, commitment. Yeah. And and from the for the cat boss specifically, I think it's about two hundred days. Okay. okay. And they aren't necessarily seasonal mm-hmm. as far as their cycle goes or we don't have enough data we don't really have data we don't really have yeah we don't really have a ton of data on it but we do know that with especially with um, like the catba lingers, the births are they do have they do give birth all year round but they're gonna peak in February okay. and so the other thing that might not help these guys out as far as rebounding their population numbers, is the females are going to give birth about every two to three years, okay. so that that boom um, in Kappa project that we've right. seen where there's like eight or seven births yeah, this so year. If you
0: look at there
1: jump- mi- mm-hmm, there might not be as many next year.
0: Yeah, just to jump in, I mean, since 2001, they have definitely gone up. Where they in 2001 they had one birth, mm-hmm. and then like I said, this year they they had I think eight, and then one passed away, so seven. But that has definitely been going up since then. You know, in 2008, they had two. 2009, they had four. 2011, they had five. And then they peaked in 2015 with nine. But again, some have died, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's part of the nature and whatnot. But definitely, you know, if you look at overall birth rates since they have stepped in mm-hmm. and since they've the Regulations right, in and research. This, they have had 66 babies born since 2001, and 34 of those have been in the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. So it is
1: a good, hopeful mm-hmm. uh, story, potentially, of what um, regulation and a little bit of research and a lot of collaboration. I don't want to downplay
0: efforts. Tell me about the young, like, you know, maternal care and stuff, since I know, you know, you're a mama.
1: I am a mama. And that's, like I said, like, looking at these infants, I was like, like I said, oxytocin. Oxytocin. Thank right. God, I wasn't. I'm not lactating anymore. Who know? My shirt would have. My <laughs> shirt would have been wet. wet. But yeah. No. Seriously. Yeah, um. I they uh they're really neat. They're beautiful. Yeah. But Chris, actually, uh, regarding the cat ba, we don't know a ton yeah. about infant and juveniles in the wild. And that's why the cat ba conservation research project is is lear- trying to learn mm-hmm. more about mm-hmm. the little ones and to help their survivor surviving rates go up. But, and it's because it's unclear how long they nurse. They think maybe 18 months, but they mm-hmm. don't really know, or how long mom, mamas lactate. And they also have documented that uh, some of the nursing may be more for comfort and social bonding than mm-hmm. actual nutrition once they age, which that's been observed in other species.
0: So tell me about these special coats.
1: Okay. So what's really, really striking, and you have to go to our show notes, these infants are flamboyant
0: yeah, orange. orange
1: like yeah. gorgeous orange yeah. or kind of almost like joking orange yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> right yeah, like, if you yeah. will um where the you know the adults are going to have like a cream colored head and shoulders mm. and then a black body mm. for the most part and so it just doesn't really make a lot of sins are there. They really stand out. At least if you're a researcher or taking pictures of them, you can really tell where the infants are right, right. and what they do. Um, but researchers still don't know. This is, you know, like I said, these guys can't go extinct without us finding an answer. Stuff of, out, yeah. Oh, why, why would they evolve this, this mechanism? It doesn't help them hide from prey. No.
0: no. Right.
1: Um, but scientists believe that I think the color distinction makes it easier for the whole troop to identify and look after the infants. Right. So it's you- easier
0: to, to see. Cause I mean, you're, You're in a jungle. Mm -hmm. You're in heavy foliage. Right. And what's you,
1: and what's really cool about Langers is they practice this behavior called aloe mothering. Mm. So a lot of them are aunties, even if they're not related. So they think that maybe the orange coat helps with that behavior of, Oh, I, you know, I want, I'm, I want to take care of you because there's this beautiful little orange baby. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but they still don't know for sure. That's just their, their Their best speculation. Yeah.
0: We need more money to do more research. So, Mm -hmm.
1: but they think that, and so, this brilliant orange color is gonna stay with the infants until they're about four months of age. Okay. And then the the fur will slowly start to darken Go and res- yeah. resemble more of what the
0: adult looks like. Okay, so like a subadult. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So some organizations. You know, let's talk a little bit about this Kat conservation project.
1: Right, Chris. So the Kat Langer Conservation Project, it can be found at ww.catba, so that's C-A-T-B-A-Langer, um, probably my Michigan accent, I'm saying mm. Langer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, dot org. And what this group is, it's a collective of scientists and conservationists that have um, mostly funded out of out of Germany, um, a few zoological societies there, have worked together locally mm-hmm. with the Vietnamese and the government to basically create this protected land. Mm-hmm. Some on cop. Kappa Island, and then some on the mainland. And the Kappa Conservation Project has a very very multidimensional, uh, really kind of um, profound mission, and that they want to not only stop langer poaching, um, but they also want to do um, project activities that monitor the population. Mm-hmm. And they're they're gonna do, they want to work a lot on evaluating the programs that have been implemented mm-hmm. for the different langers. And they want to evaluate and implement protection measures for these single langer groups. Right? Um, Do they move them? Do they not move them? And so that's that's a whole research project in amongst itself as far as you know what do we do? And then of course. They're very, very big on the p- promotion of public conservation awareness. Mm-hmm. They get their local community involved with um, what they call, I love this, Langer Guardians.
0: Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I
1: know. Yeah, yeah, So, and that's, once again, employing the locals to kind of take some... Um,
0: ownership. Oh, yeah, I to mean, take they, some they ownership. Need, you need to. To be successful, you need the locals. Mm-hmm. Or you can do whatever you want, but they, there's nothing you can do without them.
1: Right, and so yeah. they're also pushing for um, parts of this Kappa Island where the Langer's are to be recognized as a part of a world heritage site. So Mm -hmm. there's that, um, movement that they're trying to do now because they're also big believers that if we can get recognized more internationally, Mm -hmm. that these lands need to be protected and they're adjacent to other world heritage sites or near there, uh, that would potentially help with some of the, some of the eco tourism problems that they're, they're having. And so they're being nominated. I don't know if you can vote for them or who, who yeah. votes for the World Heritage Sites, but you, you definitely check out their, uh, their website. And also please, please listen to Chris's interview with, um, the, the, one of the directors right. of the project over there in Vietnam. I think I'm very excited for that. We're going to learn a lot. Yeah. And then organization that I want to highlight second today. Mm-hmm. Is a group that's really near and dear to my heart for so many reasons. We talk a lot about um, the group in general, the IUCN, right. the International Union
0: uh, Conservation of Na- Nature. Yeah, they're amazing. The IUCN mm-hmm. Red List is mm-hmm. something. If you if you have an, any idea on any species, you can Google IUCN Red List. And there's a list of any species that they've they've evaluated, and there's a lot of great information on each species. So
1: and so even more specifically, they have an IUCN primate specialist mm-hmm. group. I don't know how if you guys are hiring, I need postdoc. Uh, yeah. But they can be found at www.primate-sg.org, mm-hmm. and they also have a Facebook page. So go like them and check them out. And what they are is they're a, a group of scientists and conservationists who stand against the tide of extinction, mm-hmm. which threatens our kin, right? Right, right. And they're active not only, of course, in Asia, which we're focusing on today, but they're in Africa, Latin America, and they monitor the research and ecology of hundreds of primate species, yeah. including, including the langur. Yeah. And they work on behalf of all of these and other primate species. By supporting, they do the field research Mm -hmm. and they do conservation measures, and then they do the key, which is educational programs.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think it's they do a lot of networking too. So yeah, they're kind of our eyes and ears. Yeah, they're kind of the umbrella organization. Mm -hmm.
1: So yeah, check them out, and and in general, check out the IUCN. But yeah, I'm really pleased about. I mean, and the primate specialist group gives us a lot of information, and they're really fighting hard for primates, which, as far and as mammals go, they're one of the more threatened taxonomy groups yeah i know that's crazy mm-hmm. yeah It's
0: yeah so a lot a lot and we'll definitely be covering more primates in the future because they're amazing and, and stay so tuned many. for
1: my given call or my yeah. husband's given call <laughs> be i'm gonna go future. home and work on it
0: homework yeah, yeah, so just for us you know thanks for for our patreon supporters so far we you know a quarter of all the uh 25 of what we get off patreon we're we're donating to these groups we highlight each week so you know, if you haven't, you know, go check us out on Patreon, but thank you. You know, your support's really going a long way to help grow our podcast, grow our audience, and get better. You know, we're gonna eventually get better equipment and hopefully sound better on the microphone. La, 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 la. <laughs> so, Is that even
1: possible? Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> So thank you. Thank you for those that support us and, uh, thanks for listening. You know, it's, this is, this is great. You know, we really love it. So thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And let's keep the conversation growing. Uh, send us your favorite species you want us to do and we'll try to, uh, do our best by them. Yeah. Take care. Bye bye.
0: Listen, learn, share. Join the movement at allcreaturespart.com.